Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Chris Davis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you made me laugh so much just then. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, okay, very excited to have you here. You're like you're the first comedian that I met in Berlin. Aye. Yeah. yeah. And do, you, do you remember the first time we met? It was in a little cafe in Greifekeitz with my mm. friend Jill. Yeah, it was an Indian, Indian restaurant. Was it an Indian restaurant? Yeah. Uh, and we had a beer because me and Jill went there because she found a voucher online that you could get a meal for five bucks. That's right. So me and her went for a wee bit of dinner, which was beautiful. And then, <laughs> and then you came along. That's right. Yeah. Although, was there also a coffee? I'm Sometime sure there was coffee before, involved. Before then, there was another meeting that we had, I think, at like a, a little cafe near the, near the canal. And um, I think that was the first meeting. And the second time okay. was at the Indian restaurant. Oh, okay. And yeah. And then we met again when you um, performed at the bar that I was working at, the, the Dude's Deli. Yeah. The burger place. Was yeah. It? Yeah. Chili cheese comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It was an all right, it was an all right show. One I, of those classic. Yeah. One of those classic kind of uh, microphone with a little amplifier on a stool. <laughs> Unless those, I would fucking die to do one of those. Oh my god, man. Even now, you know, like, I'll, give me a, I'm, I'm so desperate, man. I'm, I'm, I'm chewing at the bit to get back. Right. I cannot wait. I, I'm really thinking like parks. Yeah. <laughs> or like some outdoor amphitheaters as soon as we can. Yeah. There's some, there's some little places, like there was a little place in um, Prenzlauerberg that some date showed me. He was like, here, there's like a, there's like this box um, built in on the pavement, you know, like standing on the soapbox. Uh, you could do shows here. And I was like, you're, you're damn right. Yeah, I could yeah, do shows yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I, you know, and I probably will, but I truly can't wait to just get uh, like a, like a, a room full mm. of people and uh, to hear my voice through some speakers. Right. I, I just, just want to hear that laughter, man. You know? Oh, I want to hear the laughter. I want to hear the, yeah, the rolling laughter or the, yeah, everyone just coming to get the energy, the being able to read an audience. You know, online shows, you can't really read an audience. Ugh. You know, they're too busy eating their dinner or like uh, pushing oh their cat off them. Dude, it's, it's really, it's really strange. Thing. I, I, like, I've done a couple of online shows where, you know, I prefer it if everyone's like muted and then, oh, yeah. and then, where they do this <laughs> thing with their fucking hands, you know, they just wave mm. their hands, and it's 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 so sad, but also awesome at the same time. <laughs> and it's just uh, it's just really it's just um, I just can't wait to get back, man. I think what I think I was thinking about it today. What I miss most is just live. I just love live. So I miss yeah. the the lights. I miss that. Mm-hmm. The feel of the microphone when you when 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 you're not saying anything and it kind of ruffles a little bit and you hear it through the speakers and I I, I like the silence <laughs> I love the echo of someone talking through the microphone I love the murmur of the crowd talking of the sound yeah. of the glasses clinking and then uh, there's nothing honestly better than you know it's the start of a show it's your show the lights go down mm-hmm. and everyone kind of like just the murmuring kind of slowly closes and Mm -hmm. it becomes kind of this kind of expected this uh, uh, this kind of silent silence of expectation you know yeah and And attention you've got their attention yeah and then you just come onto the stage and it's like ladies and gentlemen are you ready to start the show and everyone's just like yeah they're just loving it i really i really missed that because all of that uh, is completely taken away with uh, all the online stuff that we do totally i came across something really really cool last week uh and uh, this is going to sound this isn't a good intro for me because I'm not usually this fucking cheesy or wanky Ooh, but where's this going to go I'm up in 
where the concert houses are mm -hmm. this opera starts and it's just these uh, two opera singers that are on the steps of the opera concert house mm -hmm. and they are belting out across the square playing some opera they were singing along they were doing a whole show they were doing like a storytelling thing they were oh. like falling and grabbing each other they were using the stairs they were running up and down the stairs they were swinging on the columns they were like shouting out and I was just immediately drawn to it and I sat my ass down and I won't lie man there was a tear shed oh. because I was like that is the epitome of uh, what we do as, as performers. Like yeah. what they are doing is exactly what we need culturally. Oh, it was really cool. That's beautiful. It's just that live, like it's the spontaneous live performance that is like you can smell, yeah. you know? It's, it's, it's those really live sensations that were missing so it much. Was, it was just so tangible. The, yeah. it was, the, the air was honestly electric. I don't know that sounds super wanky, but I think because we've just not been yeah. close to it, to see it and feel it, I was like, fuck me, give me a stage. I yeah. felt like just running up there and telling some sh fucking stupid jokes because what they were doing yeah. was like really beautiful stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, Rather yeah. Rather than like, hey, so I went to the fucking <laughs> supermarket yesterday. <laughs> shit on our art come on yeah you know okay, comedy but... is not just like mouthing off right and that's the problem it's so like, deep it's so deep it can be Malleable. deep it can be very practiced it can be really worked and like filled with message and 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 you know maybe this is what i hope my 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 comedy is. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the thing like if you hear a joke if you hear a great comedian's joke that joke has been worked on so many times, so many times. and there's so many like and there's questions that come into it and they you know this finished product that fucking works is is an art form yeah especially if a joke makes you both like remember it and mm. think about it then it, that you've just that's you you've ticked all the boxes game yeah. over move on totally you totally know, if you're watching something and that happens so alex upatov and i are writing a um like an erotic comedy audio play and um and we're talking about favorite uh comedians and uh, he was like oh we both love norm mcdonald and oh he's brilliant oh my god i love norm mcdonald <laughs> he's so, so much but i really got into norm mcdonald before i really like before i really sort of did comedy and so i didn't really like realize why i love norm so much and uh alex sent me this clip of he said it was like the news joke it's the joke about it's the 12 minute joke about the news yeah and i sat down and watched it and he starts talking about the news but the whole joke is about women being murdered like that is what the joke is about it's about how women are murdered how kind of disposable women are he's not saying that like mm -hmm. directly and then he talks about how um you know how he would murder a woman and how these shallow graves and blah 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 blah, blah. it is super dark like <laughs> it is the darkest bit i've heard in a while and i was like oh that's why i love norm he's just he because of his silly like innocent kind of um playfulness like and ignorance he oh, he can hit the darkest topics yeah for sure he's so good uh so how is the foley production going to work on your erotic on how's your er the what the foley production you know like making making the audio for your for your production is it going to be a lot of squelching and you're going to have to get a lot of melons involved and ah, yeah, you spooning think... out a melon for <laughs> you think uh, we're you know, going to do like the like, the sound design for sure. the sex as well yeah that's fully production oh my god that's design. going to be we haven't we've we want to do some just sound hit, hit a cucumber off your face yeah <laughs> 
I'm gonna have to test that. <laughs> uh, yeah, first we're like working on the on the script, obviously, mm. and um, and then the sound design will come. But I love I'm the sure idea of like, yeah, getting our hands into into watermelons yeah. and all making it. That's really I mean, graphic. It, yeah, to be fair. There's enough sound effects libraries that you can yeah. probably use now, but it's way more fun doing it yourself. Totally. It'd be like, so that is actually a salami entering a jar of marmalade. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting that sound right. That's what it always sounds like. Uh, but then you need to document that. Like you need to have, like for, that would be great promo stuff being like <laughs> me yeah. with a jar of marmalade be, and salami. That, that could actually be your whole promo stuff. <laughs> Like yeah. without so much, so much of the audio, just like what the fuck are they doing? What does yeah. that sound like? You know, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Mm, use it, oh. take it, keep it. It's for you guys, I'm fucking using it. I yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's it's gonna be fun. But um, yeah, are you uh, are you still off the booze? Well, I've drunk once. I I had um, so I finished this full time job that I had uh like a week and a half ago, and I had my first drink because it was um to celebrate me leaving a full time kind of upward mobility potential <laughs> corporate <laughs> job, right? Uh, in favor of um, in favor of a of a job with like twenty hours a week. How much so did I can you do sell? Comedy. How much did you sell your dirty soul for working for corporate? Uh, not enough, man. Not yeah. enough. Like I hadn't done corporate for 11 years, I realized. And, uh, and I went back and it was really like, I, I've told that like, it was taking away energy that I needed for my for comedy stuff. Like I, even though it's been locked down, I did a writing job and I've been doing online shows and I've been um, now clubhouses like going crazy. Uh, <laughs> and so I need, like I, I'm doing a lot. Like I, I do, I do, I was doing shows pretty much every night or writing, like getting paid for like stuff. And, um, and I was just exhausted working uh, nine hours a day, like one hour lunch break. It was 10 hours a day. Anyway, I sold my, my soul for two months of working basically like 50 hour weeks like that's what it, what were you doing there man mate i was a receptionist right and uh <laughs> receptionist that also needed to monitor the entire building uh which is two floors in a big big building in in the center of berlin uh checking all of the bathrooms all of the kitchens every corridor every and light you wanted this job um Look, I wanted the social element. There were men there, and that excited me a lot. There were men there, and I had been working. Mm -hmm. I'd been working at a kindergarten for two years, where it was only children and children, uh, children and children, children and children. children. Oh, the best fucking night out ever! (laughs) Children on children, double whammy that shit. Sandwich it up, right? Give me a child sandwich. Um, but yeah, all, so the, it was all, all my like, colleagues were women and all, you, all the men are dads and fucking married and shit or like up. total losers yeah. um, so <laughs> so and also in lockdown it was like well no um, comedy no no being able to go out really uh, obviously and um, but also I, I needed to get out of the kindergarten job that I had because it was become I love working with kids but the yeah my colleagues have become quite uh, toxic to me the whole system was quite toxic i really didn't like it It was a very east german like um like it was the kind of kind of disciplinary environment that makes you understand how uh, the nazis came about (laughs) okay (laughs) 
<laughs> so not a nice space. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's got bad energy written all over it. It was really bad. It was. It was. But the irony, not irony, but like the paradox, or whatever, was that it was in this really beautiful location in Matsan, which sounds again uh, paradoxical. But it was like all of these beautiful rolling hills, and like the way you saw the seasons change. And I would see deer and rabbits, and I'd be able to take the kids out for these walks and be outdoors all the time. Oh, yeah, okay. But these teachers were horrible. So I sold my soul um, to get out of that and just, just to get out of that. And it was, it seemed like a cool space um, working in this corporate environment. I was like, it could be cool. Yeah. But I saw very quickly that. Um, well, I think I always feel that when you get back, you've obviously been there before. Then mm. you get back into it. You realize very quickly why you don't, why you left in the first place. Totally. Yeah. Like I, uh, yeah, I don't know if I could, uh, I could get back into that. I've not mm. really worked for a corporation though, but oh. I, uh, but just work in general, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how much you shoot your own foot by working on your own all the goddamn time, but it's but... got some perks, man. Oh, dude, absolutely. Like, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I was feeling so much resentment for my energy being given to, like, checking checking soap dispensers and checking paper towels and checking, and then, like, listening to these hour-long marketing meetings from the headquarters in Israel about, uh, I didn't need to give that detail, um, about, <laughs> about like, you know, these new thing, p- procedures getting rolled out. And it was, like, an hour of my time. List. It's like, send me an email. Like you're not creating community by wasting an hour of my headspace and and physical space needing to watch this meeting when you could have given me like like five dot points in an email and I would have understood what we're doing next. People, those industries, they thrive on kind of wasting money. Right. So that they can uh, then get that same budget, like the like the Mm -hmm. like the following year, and uh, it's usually. which which is kind of good for us when mm. we're not the receptionist when we're like entertainers and they hire us sure. and they fucking spend like two grand on exactly. a one hour fucking show or whatever exactly uh, that's good for us but they, in general they just they're just they're they're such big entities that they just don't give a shit and they think that these one hour meetings about regulations going to change and mm. you're just like man this is just like there's like 10 people here and you're all fucking idiots it was more like more like 100 people online dude like, and, and it was I, I've got I just got dis- I've got a disdain for it man like I oh, to- me too problem. like I was I was I, I was, can't take anyone seriously in that world in a way either. You know, so I, yeah. I was getting physically aggressive uh, within the first sort of three weeks like once I got out of training and then it was I was doing it and then I was in these spaces and I was um I was really worried that my colleagues would be noticing how angry I was at what was happening. I'm not, I think I'm going to have to edit all of this out because I don't want people to know how upset I was in this space, but I was really not okay. Like I was, I was coming home, like shaking no, with it's anger. No, totally fine, dude. You're talking about it, man. Hashtag mental health. Come on. Oh, totally. Like, seriously. And look, honestly, the, 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 the corporation wasn't that bad. It was also that I was working there. There were big like corporates in the company. So, because it's oh, a co-working yeah, yeah, space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there was a bit of this like, oh, hey, how you going? Yeah, it's good to, um, have you seen the kitchen? It's a mess. Can you do something about it? It's like people would talk to you to be friendly, but then they would complain about the environment. And it's like, dude, you're not oh, being no, a no. friend when you're complaining about the space. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I responsible for the space. Do you realize the, the vibe this is creating? Or like, you know, oh man, there was this... I'm going to keep this in for him to hear it. There was this one member who would um, come into a reception when I, I was opening and there was a second door that I need to open to let people go, go upstairs. 
and I'd get in early and he'd come in and be like, oh, hey, hey, I need to get in. I'm like, yeah, we, I haven't opened it yet because it's not nine o'clock. I open it and he's like, oh, well, then I'm going to blame you for being late. And I was like, well, you can go through the other entrance, dude. He was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm in here now. And I'm like, well, this is your choice. Like, are you really, is this really how you're flirting with me? Like, this is the worst way making, suggesting that I'm responsible for your terrible decisions. Like, it's this kind of like, like this, there's this corporate culture of blame, trying to find who to blame and totally. I, and who's because, responsible. Because they come from a world of passing their jobs onto other people mm. and, uh, and they just always uh, need the few, uh, for them to have like a secretary or something or some sort of they need to do whatever they yeah or just someone that's under them in like the least sexy way you know they but it was it was a sexy environment i did get a lot of like um like attention like masturbation fantasies from the environment um i did get a bit of attention yes uh i got like one instagram uh fault like i got a bunch of instagram followers but like one guy who was like hey we should do a coffee sometime and i was like yeah um and then there are a couple of others that were like ah and like nothing happened and nothing's gonna happen but it was more like the mental you know it was nice uh it was nice mental stimulation but so you had a drink but you that's the first you've had within like months and months you you took it a year like 13 13 months actually yeah uh because i as i understand it you're uh you enjoy a bit of drink and a little bit of debauchery <laughs> yes i do yeah okay so you just decided not enough's enough I've i did that before i did it was not for, for a year but a plethora of reasons um yeah and like some really heavy ones and i think uh, anyone that listens to the po- this podcast already knows them um but yeah it was really good for me to like i stopped smoking weed at the same time a bit before actually and then alcohol it was like oh, yeah i just don't want any i just want to see what it's like to be sober and figure out what my resources are like like when i don't have a a very instant physical um game changer how how i deal with uh, difficult things and or how i deal with fun or how i deal with like just no change to my physical makeup it's it's amazing how much you can get done oh my god i it's got amazing, so much done dude, it's amazing how much energy one has when they yeah. just don't consume that's it and that's the thing that's why i've i've had my first drink uh, after a year i took my first drugs like first of first of january because i stopped drugs first of january 2020 and so restarted like re- retried everything and uh and really the the after effects are just not worth the 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 effects of the the, the, the greatness of it like the after effects are far too great what i get out of um having a few drinks and feeling that buzz and then how i feel afterwards i'm so i'm so tired yeah but you know i've, I've changed my tune right mm. so i done this uh medical study from like august until march okay just there uh-huh and i couldn't drink at all it was like giving blood and stuff i had uh-huh. to stay in hospital for like a week so it wasn't anything uh too crazy it was pretty but you were getting stuff. paid for it yeah yeah, yeah. No yeah it was pretty much why it happened it was like work's been taken away i'm gonna go do a medical study <laughs> i love it uh so i couldn't drink and stuff right i was so productive in those like yep. three four months yep S- waking up i had to go to the doctors every day at six o'clock in the morning jesus give blood come back right blah 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 and well that also would have totally changed your lifestyle getting like being yeah somewhat, but it was totally fine you know it was to- but I, that I, could have been an, like yeah also like stopping drinking as well, but it's almost nice that um they made you be up so early so yeah. it was like you wouldn't even be yeah, up yeah, 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 be yeah, drinking. Would, but it was yeah you wouldn't be able to line your bed until 11 o'clock and, and yeah etc without like you know and having all this energy to expel and not expelling it yeah um but the uh yeah so it was really interesting for me because i 
came up with that, which I, I know this is how I this is how I, I, my consumerist attitude towards debauchery behaves now. Yeah, uh, I don't really have a glass of wine with food. I don't really have a beer when I'm out and about, or these Jackie Cola cans. Love that mega can. Jackie Cola. Jack Daniel's Cola. A mega can. I love how you call it a Jackie Cola. So it's called a mega can, though. A mega can. Yeah. You don't know the mega can? Oh my god. You, like it's the the, the, yeah, like the, little, the little Jack and Coke, right? Jack, Jack Daniel's Cola yeah. in a tin. Ten. I love Jack Daniel's. Dude, ten percent. Yeah. Oh man. It's, mm. So I used to do that all the time. Yeah. But instead of that, I just carve out like a twenty-four hour period where I just go mental and just take and get Fact. fucked up and just and I and I deal with it and I'm like, it's Friday night. I'm not doing anything till like Sunday or Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to party for 24 hours. Yeah. And I'm going to get loads of drugs in, loads of booze in, smoke two packs of cigarettes. <laughs> uh, just do it, man. Or spend 50 quid on takeaway the next day. Yeah. Like, you know, actually carve it out and do it. And now, it works. I would, I would do all of that, except that I'm single. And so that day after is nasty. <laughs> like, I could... <laughs> like getting delivery by yourself yeah, and like I mean, I, masturbating for the fifth time and yeah. being like ah oh, this is horrible like i, don't know, I just want someone to hold me yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. and like map out a shitty future together and like get consolation that this hasn't been a wasted day for nothing like we've got big plans like when you're by yourself Oh, I can't. And I think that's the big thing. <laughs> the only drug that I'll do at the moment is uh, is ketamine. I feel like without alcohol, without cigarettes, that's still kind of fun. And you can have like a few lines and then there's no hangover. Like there's yeah. no hangover. Yeah, that's true. But how do you do you, but you still smoke cigarettes normally, right? No, not really. No, no. So smoke. you can do that blow it. Cause I like, for example, cocaine, so boring without alcohol or cigarettes. Oh God. It's oh my weird God. Without alcohol and it's cigarettes. dumb. It's boring. It's, there's no, it's not a drug. If alcohol and cigarettes didn't exist, cocaine, yeah, no, I need you need a bottle of whiskey and some cocaine and to be talking shit and yeah. having sex. And... I want various alcohols. Like I, I oh, like yeah. a bit of sparkling. I like. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll take some all. beer. Absolutely. I, I want a martini. I want all those things whilst I'm doing lines, yeah. and I want a cigarette in the other hand. Absolutely. It's non-stop uh, chain smoking. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But no, I don't. I care. If you gave me a cigarette now, for example, I'd feel like shit. Or mm. like I wake up and have a cigarette. Nah, no chance. Give me a smoky bar with some. Mm. you know some 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 cheeky drugs waiting under a used toilet roll oh yeah baby that sounds so good and a little magazine (laughs) um yeah i don't have the willpower to be able to like if i'm smoking when i'm fucked up then i somehow there's that deep brain connection of like when i'm awake again that will make that cigarette will make me feel better like it's just the it's just the classic nicotine addiction it's like because i had it I'm going to want it again. That's fair enough, yeah. But I, I have this beautiful, like, dream of the blowout, like, the true blowout of, like, going... Doing that. Doing 24 hours where it's just like... Ah, yeah, but do it, like all once, do it, like, once a month or something. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the groove I found myself in doing that experiment thing. So there, yeah. was, there was some periods where I could, like, take drugs and mm-hmm. get fucked up because the blood tests were, like, a week apart. Uh-huh. So if I... As soon as I left, given blood... Yeah. You got fucked up. Literally start drinking at ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Call a guy. You don't have a problem at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't talk about it. It's not why we're here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so absolutely, man, and it's worked wonders. Yeah. So far. Let's get dirty. So like drugs and stuff. 
<laughs> drugs and stuff are fun. Mm. But um, you mentioned you mentioned uh, that you worked at a brothel. Yeah. When was this? Um. So this would have been like, uh, like maybe seven years ago, something in, like that. Not in, in Berlin. In Berlin. Yeah, in Berlin. Yeah, yeah. I've been here twelve years, thirteen years now. So. It's a long time. Yeah. I've definitely I put in the hours. Where was it? So it was in Mitte on Franzosisches Strasse. Mm -hmm. uh, so pretty high-end high stuff. Yeah. Like High-class shit. What did you do there? So I was the barkeeper. Of course you Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fucking intense, man. It was a cool experience. but it How was, long were you uh, there? Like a year and a half. Okay. Why and did you leave it? Because, it, uh, dude, like the, that lifestyle... Like being surrounded by hookers and loads of blow and yeah. lots of money. Yeah. Like, like making, you know, a healthy sum per night. Yeah. And then basically just blowing it all again. Fuck. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I was, I was like 27, 26, 27, single. Yeah. Uh, I had just done a play. My only ever play was a six-week play up at the English Theatre Berlin uh -huh. called My Romantic History, and it was uh, written by a Scottish guy called DC Jackson, so the lead actor needed to be Scottish. And I was doing a lot of improv at this point and some stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. So I just went for the audition, got the part, the lead role, mm -hmm. and they paid me a uh, thousand euros for mm. over six weeks. Mm -hmm. But I had to quit all my jobs and stuff because it was a full-time thing. It was mm -hmm. like rehearsals for four weeks mm -hmm. and then uh, a two-week run every night uh yeah for two weeks and each show was like an hour and a half it was intense That's a lot really cool yeah. really really one of the best experiences i've had so they they pay me um and for some reason they pay me cash <laughs> and um i've got big ideas <laughs> with the See cash going. Yeah. <laughs> and you know i'm so I'm, I'm young and fucking single and i've got a thousand euros in my pocket so obviously i lose it <laughs> obviously i lose it so you know that was a treacherous you lost feeling the, ah you lost all the cash all in your it, wallet all of it oh my god all of it all of it all of it you, like how it just honestly did it just fell out the back pocket it's just me being stupid and fucking falling asleep on s-bands and like you know you think i'm bad now i can party all right now man but when i was 27 <laughs> yeah i was a mess uh, when i was 27 dude. i was well so but, but I, it was the best time yeah I'll, yeah and now do I, you know trust me in that moment i will never want to feel that dread again man i just Aww. sat with my head in my hands for like two days feeling like the biggest idiot ever and Aww. i was yeah. complete fool yeah complete dick right just yeah. complete like so hard on myself and stuff do i fucking care about a grand now man and, and it's, it's seven mm. years have gone by i don't give a shit no. but so i'm sitting there my flatmate is the barkeeper in this brothel mm -hmm. and he says he doesn't know that I've lost... I haven't told anyone I've lost a grandma. Are you joking? I'm keeping no. my shit to myself. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, dude... Um, and I had big plans for this. My rent needed paid. Because I hadn't been working. I quit all my bar jobs. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to buy a banjo. Of course, a banjo. fucking did. So, that... <laughs> you deserve to have lost that money. <laughs> That's what that tells me. Why? Thank fuck you didn't Oh, God. I was going to be the next Billy Conley with yeah. banana shoes and oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> That's why then, okay. So... He says, look, we need a barkeeper in this place. I didn't really know 
like I knew he worked with what like, girls and stuff. I didn't. We didn't really talk that much. I was only living there for like a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And he and then he goes, "We need the barkeeper." I was like, "Great, perfect. I need a job immediately." Immediately. <laughs> and he says, "Great, why don't you come in tonight and we'll d- get your trial shift?" And then I walked in. And it was like this fucking brothel, and it was just awesome. <laughs> so it was super classy. Super like... classy. So we're talking like bottle of champagne is like uh, the cheapest bottle of champagne is like 400 bucks oh it goes god. all the way up to like 2500 oh my god the girls uh, so they were in this uh, like this huge apartment building so it was like three floors each floor has got like four or five rooms downstairs is the big lounge area that's where the bar is Chesterfields velvet cushions marble ashtrays uh, everything's red velvet curtains like really like banging like music and there's just loads of like awesome girls just sitting in the corners and like dark smoking cigarettes. You can just, they'll literally be lit up by the ends of their cigarette, you know? Beautiful. Oh my God. And so I end up getting like kind of basically like a job there, but I'm working three, four days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God. This sounds like so much. This is like what I wanted to do. Like I would have loved to have been about, well, I almost got a job at a, at a strip club. Like, like I applied and then it was like, what, you want me to get naked as well? <laughs> no, this is not what I thought. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they were, they, they were pretty cool. And it was just so, it was the most eye opening experience, you know, uh, like for me, man, like I, those girls, and I'm still in contact with some of them now, are some of the most intelligent lassies that I've come across, man, because they were... I love a hustle. Like if if you're a hustler, yeah, I'm I'm in. Yeah, I respect it so much. Yeah, um, <laughs> and in that world, they had to hustle, man. They had yeah. to they had to take advantage of certain things, and they took advantage in the in, in like the most correct ways. They all looked out for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them were there. Uh, getting like just making some money on the side so they can go to like doctor school uh mm-hmm. law 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 school mm-hmm. uh just kind of getting just doing stuff they weren't necessarily all there to like just like um have sex which the majority of them never even did yeah right so their whole their whole thing and this took me a while to learn uh their whole thing was just like get get someone to buy you a bottle of champagne mm. right that's where the commission is mm-hmm. um then you go upstairs. You don't go upstairs without a bottle of champagne. Are you crazy? Yeah. Fuck that. Some fucking loser coming in with 200 quid in his pocket going like that. So do you want sex? They're like, fuck off. Literally yeah. sending him out the door and wow. he's spending like 15 euros on a beer at the bar totally depressed and I'm laughing at him because I'm like, you have no idea. These girls are vipers, man. They know exactly what is going on, you fool. Go off down the road to some stupid strip bar where you can get a blowjob for 50 quid or something, right? Yeah, yeah. So... So these girls are like, they're on it all the time. So they're like, yeah. Uh, and that, so they've established this reputation that this is the clientele that, that know this place, mm-hmm. right? So you don't get a lot of uh, cheapskates coming in. They're all like right, people that own airports and shit, right? Oh my God. So, uh, so, so like not not classic Bill and Scrag. No, <laughs> no, no. We're talking like, you know, these are like diplomats. Yeah. Uh, you know, that have flown in, they're looking for a good time, like film producers that are looking to mm-hmm. strike a deal to get the script done. And mm-hmm. Kiefer Sutherland was in there once. Wow. Uh, so hashtag Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> um, so, wow. So they're kind of hustling all at that. Look, you you know, we're not really going to go upstairs unless you buy me a bottle of champagne. And the guys are like, 500 quid, whatever. Yeah. And then I'm like, let's get a second one so that we can take it upstairs. Ooh. And the girls are like dipping the champagne on the on the carpets wow. when they're like turned around you know they're f- fiddling with their ears and kissing their neck and 
fucking throwing the champagne on the floor so they don't get shit faced. You yeah, know? of course. They can't get drunk seven nights a week. No. So then they go upstairs. The they also are... can't hustle as well if they're drunk. Like, exactly. of course, like stay sober. Yeah. So they're upstairs. They're getting paid their hourly rate for the rooms. They they say to the guys, "Hey, do you want some cocaine?" They order cocaine, and then the guys are like hoofing cocaine into them, thinking that they're Billy Big Balls. Yeah. Looking, yeah, hookers, cocaine, feel like Scarface. Of course. Tiny little dick doesn't work. Yeah. They're happy with that. Uh, they're like touching it and looking at it and laughing at it and putting their tits in their face and in his face and going, "Hey, this is great though. Don't worry about it, baby. Don't worry about it." They're up there for like ten hours, like getting paid thousands of euros. Coming oh downstairs, the guy goes, uh, kind of half disgruntled but half wanting to come back, yeah, because they've given him such a good time, yeah, and they're just like they haven't had sex and they're walking away with like f- four grand in their pocket. So often they didn't even have like you. Oh, most like- of the time, they, they rarely did they have sex. Really? Yeah. Because I would, okay, because, okay, that level, they, they don't have any sort of desperation to make, like, to get the value of their money in their in their mind. Like, they're not, yeah. you know, if they're happy to throw 500 on a bottle of champagne and then another one and then get Coke and then whatever. Exactly. So we're talking, people, are, people are putting down, like, I cashed a guy out for, like, 32 grand once. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we're talking grand. That, that is outrageous. It's nuts. So we're talking that kind of level, you know. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> it, was, it was fun, but you get you get you get to know you get to know the girls. Uh, yeah, and and because uh, you're working with them, they're your colleagues, man. They're yeah. your pals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're really cool. So yeah. and it was so cute, like because I, I, I used to I had to deliver the champagne. Right, mm-hmm. so I'm working there on my own. I'm working the floor on my own. Yeah, and the re- one of the reasons it's high class is like not a lot of people are coming in. Right, yeah. it's not like rammed. But when it is rammed, mm-hmm. rammed means like ten guests. Yeah, you're fucking run off your feet. Yeah, run off your feet. Well, because so, you've got to like their expectations are high. You've oh, got to hugely be, yeah. high. You're yeah. changing ashtrays every cup after every cigarette. You're you're giving fresh glasses. You're yeah. fresh ice buckets. Yeah, cleaning the bar. Yeah, um, and then the phone is going, and that's room service. I've got to deal with that as well. Oh man, that's a lot of work. So I'm running up downstairs, I'm running up on an elevator, banging a door, dr- uh, bringing like a thousand euro bottle of champagne, here you go, pouring it in the room and like everyone's naked for the most part. <sighs> but it was so nice because the girls would cover themselves up. <laughs> which I was like, I thought so endearing. I was like, that, yeah man. I was like, yeah Nadine, fucking cover yourself up. Me and you are friends, you know. There was never any like, there was never any like, Oh yeah, come on, let's let's show Chris our tits and like it was never kind of like that, you know. That's I, nice. I thought that was really cool, you know. Um, but sex work is really fascinating. Like I think everyone's quite fascinated by it. Well, this is why I opened my eyes so much because they just taught me so much, man, about uh, about that world and about them and about women, quite frankly, and. Yeah. Ooh, wanky about myself about yourself uh, you learn so but, much uh, you know just like the they, they just they just they just had it down man and they were they really impressed me with that shit and the best part about it was you we're working man we're doing like 12 hour shifts together i'm looking mm-hmm. out for them they're looking out for me mm-hmm. right they're like making the guys when they come down to pay and stuff mm. they're giving the guy a little a kiss on the cheek yeah and going hey give this guy give the barkeep they're like literally putting their hand in his wallet and taking out a hundred euro note oh and putting it in my pocket and stuff right oh, and wow. the guy's just like laughing like oh yeah you're a lucky guy and all that and i'm like yeah man we're looking out for each other i'm looking out for them i'm giving them the guys that are you know if there's if i see someone coming in with like an entourage i'm like oh fucking i'm like Dean, get your crew fucking table eight and i'm like all right guys how you doing yeah, you know yeah, getting yeah. the jackets and stuff and kind of sweet talking and send them over there and bring um, we're all helping each other out. So we do these 12-hour shifts. We don't get to chat a lot. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there was quiet times. Yeah. Quiet times, it was me just 
talking to like 20 hookers mm-hmm. on, a, on a bar like taking some cocaine in the toilet from time uh, to time and just like having having some fun right yeah yeah but on those really busy nights that was the best because we would get we would be totally run off our feet we couldn't talk to anyone at each other and then it would be like six o'clock in the morning when the place closes mm-hmm. and we'd all go out drinking to like yeah. this place called Delicious Donuts. Delicious Donuts? Do you know Donuts. Delicious Donuts? No. A little bit before your time. Yes. A wee bit before your time. Damn it. Where so was it? Delicious Donuts was... It's uh, a great ro- name. Basically Rosenthalerplatz. Okay. Right? Just like a block down from Rosenthalerplatz towards Weinmeisterstrasse. And mm-hmm. that was the late night go-to place. Like That was... You had to fucking know people to, to kind of get in there. But that was a place where all the barkeepers usually went. Mm-hmm. And it was a club club, like, it's, it's, it's yeah. like proper kind of, like, loud music, fucking nice drinks and shit. And I used to rock up there with, like, pile out a taxi with, like, five oh. drop-dead gorgeous prostitutes who knew the doorman. Doorman obviously knew me as well. Of course. We all rock up. And everyone's kind of like, who's who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> and it was so amazing to see the change between mm. how the girls the girls were in the working environment and how they were outside mm-hmm. the working environment. It was like this. Yeah. It was like what we're doing right now, man. Yeah. So I'm just sitting on a I'm just sitting on a chair, and they're just buying me drinks nonstop because they've just they've made so they've much got money and shit. So and much money. And they're just like chatting away, man. And guys are coming up like, hey, and they're like, fuck off fuck off you know like pure aggro and i'm like and everyone's like who's this fucking guy man like what is going on i'm like dude i'm just i don't know anything i've just done a shift i'm hanging out for a couple of drinks you know yeah that was good don't bother my my friends here don't don't bother my ladies exactly they deserve respect what do you think what do you think you can get their time do you know how you can't you can't get their time yeah man oh my god i love it I um I had a friend in Melbourne who was uh who would uh who worked at a brothel and she also stripped and um she actually gave me a strip tease for my twenty first birthday as promised uh, in a clown in a clown costume in a clown costume yeah okay She's, how did that go it was great it was just it was the rubber nose like the red nose and the, <laughs> yeah. and the big shoes <laughs> red nose rubbing in between your breasts yeah she got right in there and it was at the bar i worked at this cocktail bar in melbourne and it was um yeah like a lock-in and uh actually it wasn't i think it was during service and uh in the middle of the bar and cool. it was fantastic but she um she told me how, uh, I, and there was another sex worker actually there um, who I spoke to, and she, uh, the weirdest thing they ever were asked to do, it, they weren't in such high end as that at all. Like they were much more like middle of the road brothel workers. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that also being like super grim, by the way. I, 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 I You know, fucking hookers and brushes are great and stuff. I'm very much of the opinion, like, hey man. Uh, a woman can do whatever the fuck she wants and it's not, it's not anything to do with you, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, but I'm also super aware that where I was, uh, you know, it wasn't all fucking hunky-dory, you know? There was some some little issues that you got wind of mm. and stuff, but for the most part, there was no, like, pimping out and stuff. There was yeah. no, like... But I can imagine and there's some grim situations and some kind of brothels where you're like, oh. Right, and when you've got drugs involved and you've got, like, yeah that level of um kind of like at least in germany uh, prostitution isn't illegal so yeah, that's yeah. great you actually pay taxes yeah exactly <laughs> you pay taxes and but then you know it's still prostitution is very tied into like it, there's it's that whole scarface vibe like you know there's going to be drugs around like yeah. that's just how how that works uh kind of like you know anything in gastronomy i guess mm. eating pussy is like eating dinner right um yeah. <laughs> 
is that a saying? That's a saying. <laughs> I must have missed that one. Just kind of. Uh, eating pussies <laughs> like eating dinner, right? Uh, gastronomy, <laughs> drugs. Oh. Knife and fork. <laughs> You, you need a napkin. <laughs> need a napkin for sure. Mm. Don't know about the knife and L- maybe a spoon. Plate. Yeah, my spoon. Yeah, <laughs> like the plate. Sometimes needs a bit of seasoning. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, the weirdest thing my my sex worker friends ever got asked to do was um, was to do hand puppets. Like she had a, a client who liked her to um, do uh, puppets with sock puppet puppets on her hands. Mm-hmm. And um, and most of the guys just wanted to talk. Yeah, there's that man as well. Like, um, mm. they had that a lot. For those girls on a quiet night, that was fine. Yeah. Right. Like, on a busy night, they're like, dude, like, uh, you're not paying me enough for this, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, fucking, let's speed up the chatting thing, man. Let's speak up the sock puppets. Right. I've got to go and uh, pretend I'm taking cocaine and swirling around thousand euro bottles of champagne <laughs> and put them into plant pots. Come on, let's go. Come on. <laughs> Come on, jerk off or fucking wrap it up here. What's going on? <laughs> right. Fuck, man. I like, I really considered, all right, this is something I haven't talked about. I really did consider uh, a couple of times. So there was when I was in my early 20s, I considered working at a, at a strip club. Mm. And, um, and I was like, look, I could, you know, there was like trying to get a job as a bartender there. And then I was like, uh, like, that's not really the money. Like, it's not great money <laughs> compared no. to stripping. No. And, um, and so I emailed the strip club, um, the motivation classic, like all my jobs, the motivation was so I could go to Japan. Uh, the first time I ever got a job when I was 14 at KFC was so I could travel to Japan with my school, uh, exchange group. I have, I mean, I, I'm just immediately taken to KFC. There's a KFC green screen background right now. Yeah. Around you, man. I don't know what just took me there. I was such a fucking attitude full, like teenage bitch behind the counter in the drive-thru with the little ear set, you know. Sorry, could you please speak up, sir? You'd like uh, two <laughs> potato gravies and a, a twister and a zinger? Did you want extra sauce with that? I was such a fucking... My, one of my managers actually um, had a conversation with my mum one day, like called her and was like, your daughter has such an attitude problem. <laughs> That yes. motherfucker became my friend and it was only like two years later that my mum was like, yes, Mark called me once and told me that you had an attitude problem and he wanted to fire you. I was like, what? Felt so betrayed. Um, but yeah, uh, it was in at university. I'd been granted a, like a position at this university, um, uh, this really great university to study at, but I didn't get the scholarship for it to go with it. But I had the place at this university. And, uh, and so I was like, how do I make how do I make money fast? Mm. And I was living with my brother and uh, my ex-boyfriend's brother. I was like, boys, guys, what do I do? What do I do? Like we bought a, we bought like a slab of this really like 10% beer, like this really strong beer. And we were just like uh, drinking it super fast. And within sort of half the slab, we were like, oh yeah, I'm going to apply to work at a strip club. Yeah. Yeah. And so like they're behind me as I'm writing the application and giving me, (laughs) uh, giving me tips. And then, um, and we got shit faced and we ended up at a club and like trying to buy drugs off someone and then like spent all of our money and woke up and, (laughs) and like we had emptied all of our bank accounts. Actually, There's like like a, your, your phone is ringing going, Hey, where are you? The strip club's waiting. And you're like, oh shit. Hey guys, I got the job. (laughs) Well, almost. I actually was supposed to start work that morning. I was working at a cafe, which was not paying me enough. And, um, and I was late anyway. And I had to get my brother to drive me to work, uh, because we had no money. We had no money between the three of us and he was still drunk. 
Um, but uh, but I did get an email response that day. This there was there was email back then. Got a response that day where um, they were like so excited by your application. Here is um, Victoria, the, the state that we were in. Here's the Victorian state um, stripping strip guide policy and what's expected and what's allowed and what you know isn't. And uh, the part of my job would be to do. I couldn't just do private shows, which I would have been fine with. I would have to do on the stage once an hour like once every hour i'd have to do a full strip uh on the main stage full 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 strip so i would have to so it doesn't matter and that was the thing for me the only reason why i didn't want to do that was because i couldn't control who was in the in the audience right it's asking about much every hour full nudity full nudity to everybody once an hour it was like i'm happy to you know pound like saunter saunter my english today saunter around and like talk to people and give them lap dances and or or, i get naked for them one-on-one or three-on-one whatever but like on the stage every hour like like, aren't I better than that? Like once a week or something? I don't know. Like, can we choreograph it? Can we yeah, do it yeah. to Beyonce? Can it make it? Can we make this feel like a school play? And then I'll feel like that's, I don't know, like getting, yeah. So, and it was like full, like exposed nudity. So that it expects you to open your legs too. Ah, come on. Yeah. Like I would have to show the insides of my body once an hour. Mm. So I didn't do it. Yeah, quite right. And I was like, I guess I'm not going to Japan. Yeah, um, yeah. oh man, that sucks. You can't go to Japan because you don't show the inside of your vagina. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, uh, that's where it gets quite problematic here. Eh? Like, that's when it gets a bit kind of gruesome. If you're taking guys up to a room that are spending a thousand euros on champagne and you don't mm. have sex with them you're just you know that's all right i kind of like that you know? yeah i'm, I'm kind of like that yeah that's fucking the way it should be if you you douchebag dude with too much money your wedding's ring still on your finger and mm-hmm. the dummy the pacifier falling out your fucking pocket as i'm putting up your jacket fuck you cunt. oh when you like, said the dummy ring i was just thinking bad plug that's oh, all yeah, no, I no. Distracted uh, you, I, I, you know i'd feel better about that <laughs> Rather than picking up someone's like child's dummy and handing uh, it to them and going, dude, this fell out your pocket and kind of, you know, kind of looking in their eye a little bit and making them feel that kind of like pang of guilt. And it just wasn't there. And you, they, no. they were just like, yeah, well, man, thanks. And you're like, you're a dick, man. How can you do that? You know? And you kind of know used, that those, used, those people aren't having open, like, like an no, ethical, non-monogamous be, relationship. No, I used to like, I used to like, a guy would come in like a regular, he was just a single guy that just had a, a lot of money and liked hookers. That's nice. Why not? Why not? That's uh, respectful. And then like when you're coming in, uh, you know, taking off your wedding ring as you walk in the door, go the fuck home, man. Get out. You know. And why would you take your wedding ring off when you come in the door? Like a, a, a sex worker's not going to give a shit. I don't know. Who knows what goes on in the mind of that? Suppose maybe like so no bacteria gets on it. Like oh, you know, like God, now we're getting down into like fucking you know CSI shit. Yeah, mm. I was thinking more like you know like STDs. Like maybe he likes to put his ring finger inside. And then it also as well. Okay, I was getting very particular there. But the <laughs> yes, but then the next time I considered sex work, um, uh, well, sex work, yeah. Um, it was when I found out um, someone that I knew was using this app. So there's this app called Ulala. And um, it is like if you want to be a sex worker without a pimp and it's like the app works as your like you just it links you with people who want to spend time with you and pay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like a little bit like an escort service. It's not even like it's really like Tinder, but with a with a price. Right. Okay. So it's like, hey, like we can chat. It's this um, a certain level of um, credit verification and criminal criminal record like this background checks on the customers. And then they um, 
and then they, yeah. And then you chat with the person and it's like, yeah, um, for like two hours, uh, like, like it's 200 euro per hour basically. And, um, and then you're in, and then they, and you set up the, like, usually what people would do apparently is you would, they would be paid. They would pay the person with like the guy or whatever would pay the woman. Let's just say it's this kind of heteronormative shit, um, (laughs) in cash, (laughs) in cash. I love how how tiptoe one has to be these days. I even said woman and man, like, I mean, person with vulva and person (laughs) with penis. Um, we're assuming that the person with penis wants to pay for the sex. And (laughs) so the deal would be that they, um, provide the cash up front. And then, um, you know, and an agreement of like, if you don't feel comfortable, like you can leave whenever or whatever, but yeah, it would be, and like, it's going till this time. And, um, and yeah. And so I, I knew someone who was, um, using it and, uh, was able to save a bunch of money. And this was at a point where I was struggling as a freelancer in Berlin. And I was like, Jesus, like if I could just make like an extra four, even if I just did it once a week, yeah, if I could make like 400 euro a week that yeah. isn't like I could, I could pay off, you know, these debts or I could like live in a better apartment or I could, um, I think I had more, <laughs> more dire problems than that. I think it was also, um, <laughs> yeah, you're like, God, man, I could really, I really want to show up at Edeka this week. You know what? <laughs> Let me try and, uh, I'm just sick of Penny. Come on, man, let's do this. You're like, let's go on this app, this escort app for cash, you know? Exactly. I was like, you know what? I'm sick of just like riding on these, you know, short trip tickets. I want to be able to buy a daily and not sweat it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever consider like you know because there are these like escort uh, sites that are strictly for little little pudgy rich white men who just want to take who need someone to go out to dinner with in front of their peers yeah i've know, I know, I know people that have done that that's interesting as well i i didn't i didn't get very far i think the only reason so honestly i think when this person that i knew was um on ulala it was more like, oh, I could get a bunch of money real easy. Like I could, uh, I could, yeah, I could do that. But it, it more because it was this kind of safe option. It set up the question in my mind: Would I do that? And it got me un- like it, analyzing that. Uh, yeah, and okay. I got to the point where it was like, oh, I don't want to be paid for that dynamic, and I don't want to, I don't want to make that. And I'm not saying there's no judgment in that, but I don't want to do that. Just like, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, sense like i i also opens up a kind of worms in your psyche where you're like well where am i what am i doing like should i really need to go down this road just yet yeah Uh, there's nothing wrong with going down that road but am i there yet do i need to there's other stuff that yeah like why like uh what's my re like what is this emotional reaction in me around it why am i like i really yeah i had to map out why i would or wouldn't do it and it was i'm not sure about the i don't think i've got the why so clear but it was like i realized that i i wouldn't do it like i didn't want money i don't want money for sex and i want to i i i would i want to make money doing other things and it's like i'm writing this um comedy like comedic porn basically that's like an audio comedic porn but um and like my initial ideas around that concept was why don't make comedic porn porn you know i could do that i could do that i've got like this you know like super hot boyfriend and we could like have sex and make jokes and then it's like no i don't want to be a porn star like i want to get paid for and this is also part of that like reasoning for leaving a corporate job it's like I don't want to get, I don't want to be getting paid for checking the level of soap and soap dispensers and checking if a kitchen's clean. 
I don't like getting, yeah, I want to get paid for stuff that I really take pride in. So Mm, like, you know, my writing or in my performance or in how I can look after kids. Like that's a really basic, like, it's kind of like the second oldest, second oldest profession, or it is the oldest profession looking after someone's kids. Uh, That or prostitution. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, but I think looking after kids is... (laughs) Yeah, okay. Maybe they can't come at the same time. Cause they, like, are they both mutually exclusive? Can you yeah, both I think, at the same time? I think you could probably... I think while one woman's out fucking, the other yeah. one is taking care of the kids that she's yeah, left yeah, behind. Yeah, yeah. Double teaming that. <laughs> Child sandwich we were talking about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just... I, I don't want to get paid for that. There's things that I don't want to get paid for doing. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's, yeah. Uh, it's called... Uh, it's called kind of just a little bit of dignity, man. A little bit of integrity, you know? Like those... But that makes it feel a bit like there's like judgment on the people. Who... But not not uh, specifically with the sex thing. Just like this yeah. stuff that I won't do and other kind of yeah. stuff. Or is there actually now that I kind of say that out loud? I was just thinking, is there anything that I wouldn't do when push comes to shove? And I'm like, probably not. Like, what, what am I going to say? Like, I wouldn't work in a supermarket. Of course, I'd work in a supermarket. I'd, two seconds, I'd work in a supermarket. Would you though? Would, would you? Yeah. I think. I think it's a. I think there's like this. Um, like. St- like there's a in my head me wanting to now be paid for something that I love doing or that I that I take pride in it's saying that I can get paid for doing those things because I've got greater skill like I've got skills there and I want those skills to be recognized my blowjob skills I just want to give to whoever I'm blowing right but uh I don't want to and I don't want to be yeah so it's more like no, that's totally a, that's totally well said like uh you we get to, we, we do reach a a level where we go i know mm. that if i just uh push myself a little bit more mm. or, or I, I already know that i can make money from doing this yeah i don't need to work in a supermarket but if all that was to fall to the wayside sure. of course when push comes to shove you're going to do whatever it is well, to get you by right exactly like i will do all those things if i need to <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know like but when you're kind of writing a sitcom and you know that you can get money for it fucking then yeah. i'm gonna do that yeah, and i'm yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah. take the job where i'm you know cleaning or fucking or whatever yeah, like yeah, those yeah, are things yeah, yeah. that are part of my life and i'll always do but like i want to get paid for this skill that exactly. i've developed and like I want to be spending my and, time doing that, and you deserve uh, to get paid for that. And I think that's what I meant by mm. kind of integrity and dignity. Yep. It's over there, yeah. And I know I can achieve that, yep. so that's where that's where it's going to go. And like a lot of the 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 um, sex workers you were friends with, you know, they were they were using um, that uh, opportunity of sex work to support these other goals, yeah, right? And even sure. if they weren't, but like you know, that's yeah, often yeah. a story that yeah, yeah, comes for along sure, with for it for sure, for sure. But I do genuinely know some that like are no lawyers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, absolutely, man. That that is some kind of bullshit story that oh, I'm just doing that to that again. But a lot of them are like sending money back home to whatever you yeah, know. Yeah, as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man. It's also just a wise choice. Yeah. Um, ah, sex work. Have you ever, uh, has anyone paid you for your sex before? No. Um, <laughs> no. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> but, uh, I like just leaving a little 20 under your pillow and being like <laughs> thanks for the oh, night gosh. here's I'll your take, tip dude I'll take coins in a bag <laughs> give me it man I'll get down to that coin star throwing it all in there ching 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 literally shouting at supermarket that's right <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's exactly what you think it is. Ching, 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 ching. Um, that was some good oral, okay? That was what that was. Oh, jawlock. Yeah? Yeah. You know what that is. Um, no, but when I stopped working at the uh, 
brothel, my, a pal of mine, Spencer, came in, and he's a gay guy, and he got offered loads of work. And, oh. uh, like, there was guys coming in there, like, fucking girls and stuff, and then, um, and then they, like, halfway through, they like that, what, like, that guy, Spencer, maybe he wants to come up, I'll pay him to watch, or touch him and he can maybe touch me this kind of stuff and you didn't get any I didn't get shit I got nothing (laughs) despite despite my best efforts of like ah nice cock mate (laughs) you know like that's a nice set of balls you got there dude nice (laughs) should I hang around no fuck off back to the bar okay alright fair enough that, that, that yeah, that doesn't usually work. <laughs> no, nice I, thought, of I, I need to up my game, man. Yeah. I thought that was all right. I thought that was some good gay chat. Gay chat. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so funny that you got that very clearly shown to you that you were not interesting in that. On that yeah, level. totally. I guess I was either. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe I was too much of an asshole uh, getting getting them to pay. Maybe. For their for their champagne immediately. Yeah, yeah, like there was, or yeah, or not enough because sometimes that like, uh, although yeah, dumb dumb play. But I don't think dudes at a brothel are looking to be dominated. I think they're looking to uh, have the power. Oh yeah, well I don't know, man. Like I've heard of like guys just uh, you know being completely uh, d- dominated by like. By the women, for sure. Yeah, yeah, true that actually. Yeah, you're dominated pro- by the women. Yeah, you're totally right. But maybe they wanted to be dominated by me. Maybe. Well, I guess they didn't. I guess they didn't. In this case, <laughs> in this case, they did not. They did not. I want to go into kink then, <laughs> and kink. and dom sub things. Um, have you? I don't know. Just it's an interesting thing. I've been exploring a bit more. Um, yeah, only psychologically explore, exploring the dumb thing. Like in my fantasies, I've noticed that there are little things. I like I'm not wanting to be, you know, um, like like hit and and talked down to and insulted. That that I'm not interested in. But I've noticed I've been doing a little bit of uh, thinking around it, and it's like, oh yeah, I like, I like, I like a little bit of domination for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but I haven't. Yeah, I think the whole like exploration of kink is something that can only really happen when you've got a stable partner of sorts. Yeah, I guess it's much more difficult to do the the dominating thing if it's like a one night stand or you mm. kind of you're just getting to know someone. That can be uh, that can be I guess quite problematic. <clears throat> are you asking what my experiences of dom- do- domination are? <laughs> do you have any? <laughs> um, or sobbing or kink or like any of or those? What was the second one? Kink. No, it was before that. Sabbing? Sub subbing subbing subbing. What's subbing? When you're um, the sub when you. Uh, subordinate yourself to a greater power. A greater power. A greater that power. That sounds very Indiana Jones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you got to keep your hat on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, the only kind of dominant. Yeah, I don't mind uh, being dominant, but like in terms of uh, like, yeah, getting a, a little bit <laughs> slapped about, get, bringing out the whips. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, shit like that. That's. Not, I mean, that's not so. That's not. Bra- 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 it's kink. Bra- going it's... beyond the realms of uh, of what everyone else has done, really. I yeah. Mean, uh, yeah, like choking. Nah, not really yeah, into that. Just, really. Yeah. Have you have you had people asking you to do that? Uh, yes, I have. Um, but it wasn't. You know, I think. As well, when someone asks for that, you know, like, hey, can you choke me? And then you do it and mm. you're not into it. It's not good for them. 
Yeah, right. You know, they're like, oh, you're shit at this, so yeah. stop it. And I'm like, thank God for that. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm yeah, sure I'm it's so joking people. Because uh, I don't know the the threshold of, you know, if you die or not. Right. Are you join us? Are you join us? And it's like never wakes up. Oh, but she wanted me to do it. Dude, Is that right? Oh. Straight white man? Fuck off. Jail. It, it's terrifying. So. It's such a, I'm not, I'm not kink shaming at all but i find it like the level of trust that you're like the level of responsibility you're putting in someone's hands and the most like it's 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 like you can die so easily like yeah, that i mean those are all the safe words and shit but like uh yeah i don't know like, but like if you can't breathe yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. if yeah, you're you, tapping out and yeah. you're like you're so into it you don't realize because you're coming or something oh god, oh like, my god. I don't know, like all the, no no i'd rather just stay away from that whole kettle of fish right uh, all together i just think it's and it's crazy. I had a few dates. Um, well, I had two dates. Wow. The f- okay, choking-wise, the first time we had sex, we met up, and then we had good chats, and then we were at his place, and then we were having sex. And, yeah, his, his hand crept up onto my throat. And so my response was to do the same to him. <laughs> and he didn't like that. <laughs> oh, he moved your hand? He moved my hand. Fuck that guy. Yeah, well, I did, but like, yeah, and then, um, and and then sort of he kept his hand here, and I was, and it wasn't like right up on my on my um like clavet, like on the on the what do you call the it? Adam's apple thing. Yeah, but a woman Which doesn't weird. Yeah, yeah, have yeah. one, right? <laughs> but like on the breathy part, the um, breathy part, on the, yeah, br- the, the esophagus, the esophagus, right? right? Like. That. Yeah, where the where it sticks. He wasn't right up there, and he wasn't pushing, but he was like right at the at the base. Right. And he was like he was testing the waters, and um and and then he sort of tried he tried twice, and the second like the two times I kind of moved it okay, down. Okay, well that's right. And I was like, you don't. And I had one guy friend be like, maybe he needed to like you know balance himself somehow. So he was. I was like, oh, don't God. use my fucking neck to balance. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? That's no, just, that's just that's just silly. And. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, whip out a whip. Fucking get out a paddle. I don't know. Right. You want get out a cock ring or something. I'm happy with that shit. But like, yeah. I'm not, not going to sit and choke you. No. Cho- I feel like choking. You need to be in a long. Like you need to be in a really solid relationship to play around with that. And even then, it's like. You, like it's but, like, so to, to risky. Getting tied up in the stuff is okay. Yeah? Sure, I I haven't had enough of it. Uh, just putting it out there, guys. <laughs> um, Get that gaffer cape at Bauhaus. It's on special offer, right? Uh, <laughs> and just like all of the shibari things are really interesting, like all knots and stuff. But it's just like it's this whole. That's great. I sounded so I sounded so terrible there. You're like, yeah, the shibari stuff and the knots and the nice velvet ropes. I'm like gaffer tape Bauhaus. <laughs> yeah, you fucking serial Jesus killer. Christ. <laughs> It's fucking tarpaulin while you're there, mate. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, man? Sorry. It's a bit too... Like, just move oh, well, up your you... price range a little bit, buddy. <laughs> Think about the skin underneath. Jesus, I'm Scottish. I try and figure it out for other uses, you know? Yeah, right? Like, can you use that for electrical tape? Use, use your gaffer, mate. Here. Here. Jimmy. Any chance I can come around the night and get your gaffer? Ah, any bother, man. Are you doing some of that reparations to the house and that? Aye. <laughs> Aye, that's that. That's what I'm doing. Aye, you need a horn? No, no, no. It's fine. No, it's fine. I'll be ruined. I'll be ruined. Hopefully, <laughs> oh, cheap fucker. I. Uh... But the other thing I had was this. Um, this other date with like he was a guy that I kind of had met a few times, and yeah, the I, and I ended up writing a joke about it. The first time we had sex, he um, well, the first part of the sex was great. Like he basically walked into my house and started eating my ass, like just straight off the bat. And it was like that is a yeah, that is great. It was amazing. And then he like continued around and, and then we were like having sex in the kitchen and then moving and then ended up, um, and that was in the hallway, started in the hallway, 
fucking stellar. That is good action. I, that, I have oh, to admit, I'm a fan of that. You bust open the door, you're still fully closed. Yeah. You're taking down some panties yeah. and you're getting in about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a dress, but yeah. Well, it was great. Yeah. No, it was just like, and like up again, like in the, it was just, it was something out of a movie. It was great. But then we were in the bedroom and on the bed and then he, um, and then yeah, he covered he covered my nose and mouth with one hand, and then he slapped me across the face. Mm. No chat before that. Yeah, that's, nothing. There's one thing of licking licking your ass. Yeah, and then just a slap across the face. It's like, and it was like hard. Up. It was fucking hard, man. Like he hit me. Oh, I was like, ah, uh-uh. <laughs> like oh, and I was like, you can't do that. You need to, you need to, uh, like, you can't, what? And he was like, oh, you can slap me back. And I'm like, he's like, go for it. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to get you when you don't expect it, you asshole. Oh, like, nice. no. Okay, that makes sense. Never got back to him on that, unfortunately. But I couldn't believe it. Like, I kept fucking him, of course. But it was like, what, what book did you read? Like, that is, people don't want to just be hit in the face. Like, slapped in the face. Like, yeah. hit me somewhere where, like, no one else is going to see the bruise. Jesus, at least do that. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's some proper, that's the fucking domestic textbook. Chapter one. Jeez, oh. Exactly. Suck a punch to the ribs. Make sure no one sees it. Exactly. I don't or know, like, man. I'm not but, like, like, start with the butt. Yes. That Jesus. Is, that's fine. Like, slapping, you know, slapping an ass, I think, is totally fine. Totally. I'm not even I, sure if you need to ask consent these days. It's like, I, yeah. like, you, like, give it a little bit of a slap. And, like, you're, you're already thrusting it anyway. Like, give it a little bit of a slap. And, you know, it's like, can I go harder? Like, that's, a, that's all you need to do. Like, that's yeah, all the consent you need. But on the face. It's a bit rough. Like, it's yeah. like, dude, what? No. Yeah. Uh, what's your? Do you ever attend any sex parties uh, in Berlin, like uh, House of the Red Doors or Kit Kat? No, yeah. I, I don't mean kind of uh, like fucking. Hey, what what what's your buzzer? I don't mean those ones, <laughs> but like just like the kind of the bigger ones where you get dressed up. And, yeah. You know, it's a good night out and stuff. Yeah, I did House of Red Doors. I think at least once, and then um, uh, also Apocalyptic. Apocalyptic is good fun. Huh? Yeah, that was. Fun. We saw each other there, didn't did we? we? Yeah, I think we did. We saw each other yeah. there. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, I think we did. It was by the pool, and oh, maybe that's ringing a little yeah, bit of a bell. We ran into each other at Kit Kat. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's hilarious. I forgot that. Yeah, because yeah. all the all the Scots were there. I'm pretty sure yeah. you were there, and it I was, was I was at all it the was Scots because Callum was playing. Uh, D, D, he was doing DJ. My pal Ryan Barmer was also DJ. I was with my girlfriend Gemma. We were yeah. all hanging out together. Yeah, we were fucking having a great time. Yeah, it was a great time. Love that. And then I was with um like uh and and like the usual boys like Rue and yeah. um and and Dave. Well, I was kind of over there with them. So yeah, yeah. And nice. then I was with uh, other friends. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, did you have any uh, stuff going on? Uh, um, wandering hands, or are you a part? Would you uh, the whole kind of having sex in a public space like a club like that, like a closed safe space? Is that your is that your thing, or are you like nah? It's not for me. I just haven't, um, I'm not against it. I'm not against this public space sex thing, but it's just never, um, it's never been appealing when I've been there. I've never been in, on the right mixture of drugs or with the right mixture of people or with the right mixture of like general, um, like visitors in the club. Like it's never been like mm, you and you and yeah, and you three creeps over there watching mm, like i've never yeah. i've just never felt it's never been um the, the perfect constellation or even just the right constellation i'm okay with um having sex in a public space but it's just never yeah and at the end of that night i was propositioned for a threesome and uh and i was like nah. in the club 
Yeah. Or somewhere else outside the club. In the club, but I guess the idea... Like, in the club, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it probably would have continued on somewhere else, but... Um, yeah, to be fair, that's why it is good to go there with someone that you're... you're already. Kinda, you're kind of, like, hanging out with and... and banging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, great, I was you know? with people that I had banged and, and, and could do that with, but I... I was sort of emotionally distancing from that as a as a dynamic and um yeah and I actually it was a really great morning walking home after that night the sun was coming down my street and I really felt liberated from this um this kind of uh polyamorous vibe that I'd been a part of and uh I felt free but I want to I like dude when the clubs reopen I am going to be doing everything <laughs> to make uh, public sex happen in those spaces. Mm. I want to, yeah, I've just, I've just not, but you know, and other sexual um, like uh, environments, parties and stuff, of course. But yeah, like the times I've been, uh, yeah. And, and just never, I've just never had a sexual partner really to be doing it with in those spaces, okay. public spaces. Get in Berlin. Yeah. That's the idea. Let's get you one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's what I'm working on. Not really. I'm not really working on it. No. I don't know. I don't know. Did you, you've been with your partner now for like a while, right? Yeah, quite a while, man. Like we're like going on five years now. Wow. But the saving grace is that we've known each other for like 13 years. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, yeah. we were friends before we kind of started like hanging out like that. Yeah. And then when we did hang out, it took us like two years to properly be like, okay, you're my boyfriend, you're my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. We were just like hanging out and making sure that this shit was going proper slow because we yeah. definitely didn't want anything to go sour because yeah. we had such a good friendship, man. We're like, fuck, like, let's just take it real slow. Yeah. And we did. That's smart. So like, I feel like this podcast has already uh creates creates some dynamics for me like on dating so i have i am using my um my profile on the one dating app that i'm on um i've got a picture of the podcast image as one of my photos uh with the title like uh how i enjoy social distancing or something i don't know like something like what i'm doing this lockdown and um and i'm getting a lot of interaction on that photo with people being like, hey, I downloaded this app because I heard about it on your podcast. Oh, <laughs> or, oh yeah? <laughs> yeah? Oh, shit. Yeah. Or, um, wow, man, I never knew that. Right? Okay, fair enough. Or like, oh, I- oh my God, I just listened to a bunch of your podcast and uh, I feel like I know way too much about you. Or, oh, I just checked out your YouTube clip. Uh, so you've had chlamydia a bunch. <laughs> Is that a safe start? Oh my god! It's like, yeah. oh my god! So I uh, saw some YouTube stuff, and I see that you're into anal. So how about I come out and like fuck your ass? You're like, eh, no. Um, no. I'd be like, oh my god, this is exactly what I was wanting. This is. <laughs> oh my god, this guy just knows me. <laughs> exactly, he got the signals. <laughs> it's working finally. <gasps> yeah. So this podcast is creating. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's funny. People are, like, people are learning about me and they never met me or, and so it's like creating this weird imbalance when people do meet me on these, in these, in these things. Mm-hmm. That's so funny that we ran into each other at mm. Kit Kat and we didn't even remember totally. that. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so good. Did I not excuse you with a, like, a little water gun or something? Did you have a, maybe. I don't know, the kind of a that kind of rings a bell. I remember being embarrassed. I think I was embarrassed seeing you because of what I was wearing. What <laughs> I you I was were like, wearing? Oh. <laughs> Jesus, come on. I think I was wearing some 
um, hollowed out like boxer, uh, like uh, boxing shorts, not boxer shorts, like mm-hmm. like little nylon shorts that boxers yeah. would wear, and they were like the size of speedos and oh. like high kilt socks with a pair of boots and a crazy hat and yeah. a waistcoat, and that was it. Yeah, 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 totally. <coughs> Whereas I was wearing like uh, I think I was wearing like this all kind of. Um, What's that like lycra um, one piece cat suit mm. and uh, and then it was open with the arms down and then just like a bra yeah it was like boobs out boobs out and like yeah, yeah cat suit vibes I was like oh Chris is here but I don't think I was doing comedy then I don't think it was like or had I started comedy I, I think remember. you had I think I had started just, comedy I just started comedy yeah someone's gaff right I super miss losing my mind. I miss I just I just miss being able to like ah, go crazy and be super enthusiastic for nothing and uh, and be around a bunch of people and be sweating and um, I love just walking around a corner and then going oh yeah you guys are here great fine right are we, are we dancing no we've just been dancing great I'll just stand here with you guys for now man what's happening do you want a drink it's just fucking blah 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 just who's bounce. got cigarettes you get any cigarettes who wants to go to the balcony man we're gonna go to the terrace have a cigarette come back. Oh my god, that conversation! I missed that conversation. Oh, I miss it. And someone's like, "No, nah, I'm cool, man. Just leave me alone." You're like, "No, no problem, I'm fine. All good." And like then... club orientation, like like a club uh, club fr- friend um, um, people. Ma- it's not management, but it's like, it's like dynamics. And dynamics. Then, you know, you're just like, yeah, there's that. You know, you go with like four or five, five, six, seven people. There's always someone who's just happy chilling at the bar. Someone goes for a dance on their own a little bit. There's other people that are just happy smoking fags and talking. And then that all changes up and you end up on the dance floor on your own and uh, you end up in a toilet taking something with someone. Right. (laughs) You you end up at the bar. You end up, yeah. And also just those little chats of like, oh, so I'm going to go to the bar. Do you want to come with me? Oh, you're going to the toilet. Okay. You know, like all these, like these funny little, um, organizational chats that happen when you're when you're partying like yeah, yeah. the fact that you're organizing yeah, you're yourself in a big place and yeah like, so we're going to roughly be around this area like always like go off and do your thing but know that this is like kind of like a checkpoint which sounds yeah. terrible but it, it's not like someone goes okay here is the checkpoint it's just someone going yeah man we're we going to hang out here tonight basically all right cool right you're making me almost miss festivals as well like festivals. i did i did fusion twice and that was a lot and uh like after the first the first time was crazy the second time was not that crazy like you, you when you say dead you went yeah right you didn't perform there or anything? no right, i'd okay. love to perform there i really wanted to set up a like a comedian um a comedians uh, doing festivals uh, circuit didn't, didn't didn't like fusion have that or something or i looked did... for comedians man i wanted co- the second time i went to fusion i didn't buy the ticket my friend bought me a ticket because she got a volunteer pass and she was like come with me and i was like i don't have any money and she's like so she bought me this ticket when uh, she had a miserable time i hung out with my friends it was it was that's all right ladies <laughs> that's brilliant yeah uh, there's nothing worse and more uh, horribly depressing and someone at a festival just having a shit time and she was like like her whole existence in berlin was was filled with complaints uh like even when she was at her highest moment like on the best md or you know drinking the best stuff and like good stuff was happening there would still be this like kind of nostalgic like oh well this is good but it's not always like this you know and like she was always complaining about stuff that friendship didn't last she had a horrible time at fusion and like we would be having fun on the dance floor and i'd open my eyes like in my you know haze and she'd just be looking miserable and like complaining and wanting to move to a different stage or wanting to get food now or or now i need to pee or like just everything was a complaint but that's the thing man right cool 
Go get food. Right. Yeah. What but, you and you go back? You you want to go to sleep? Go back to the go back to the tent then. Have fun. I'll yeah. be here dancing. Yeah, exactly. But but I can't do it by myself. Oh, but oh, I want you to come no, with fuck me. Off that shit. Sorry, man. Oh, Absolutely. but I bought you the ticket. Oh no way. That's like going around to someone's house and being like, yeah, but it's my computer. I get to play, and you're like, why the fuck am I here? Yeah, right. Like, nah, 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 nah. That doesn't fly at all. With no. Me, right? Look, you need to just be a festival. If you go to a festival or a club. If you're doing literally anything in life, yes, <laughs> be independent and, and and look to be enjoying. Like if you are really not enjoying something, change the environment for yourself. Yeah, okay? because you're gonna bring everyone around you down. Like everyone, your your um unhappiness affects everyone around you. Yeah. And it's and it's not just like hey, because you're unhappy, like go and like die in a corner somewhere. It's more like do something independently to change that situation. Get Come back happy. to me an hour later saying how beautiful trees are and how you almost drowned. Yes. It's a story. It's going to be great. Exactly. And you can bitch at me for not being there and saving your life, but hey, at least you've got something to tell everyone and not just like sit on a dance floor, look at the the the, the, the fucking f- the floor. The floor. Not yeah, dance floor, look at the floor. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said it twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Production sucks. Damn it. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I, 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 I was looking, because I was with, with her for this festival. I was also with like all of the Spanish crew and there was also the Scottish crew. Um, I think they were there the second time as well. Uh, yeah, they were. Um, but uh, I was looking for comedians because I was like, how to, how to liven this shit up? Like, cause, and I was also quite sober that one as well. Like I was drinking, I was smoking weed, I was taking mushrooms, but I didn't, I took a few keys. I love that. Oh, that's so, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I wasn't really doing drugs, man. I was on like mushrooms, K, E, MDA, uh, weed on. I was boozing loads of weed. But man, I was taking it easy. What's the secret? Compared to the first one, man, the first one was the most outrageous cocktail of like every night it was like three very heavy drugs that I was was juggling. And as well as just like all of the other, you know, like it's like you're not getting past cigarettes. It's always a joint. You're not drinking water. It's always alcohol. And then it's like not one psychedelic, like another one as well as some kind of upper. Like it was, the first one was crazy. That first fest, the fusion, I. But by God, do you have a good time? Oh my man. God, I had the best time. Like, I dude, discovered like, so much about myself at that festival. I, I mean, like, <laughs> dude, oh, it just. <laughs> the experiences of six or seven different drugs being right, in your system. Right. And you're just floor. One minute you're like freaked out by a shadow in the corner then next one you're just hugging some random dude and then right. next one you're literally a speaker and then next one you're just like in love with like the the music that's playing the the dj that's coming you're just like questioning everything the right. next thing you're just chilling out on a bit of grass this all happens within like 10 minutes uh, 10 minute cycles right oh my god and it's just great fun it is great fun <clears throat> it is great fun why wouldn't you want that why do people go and nah, i don't like i don't really i'm not really sure you're like oh, go into it so what's it can happen and i don't know man, i don't want to be condoning shit for people that don't know their shit yeah but know your shit and do your shit and do your shit and don't be scared don't live in fear and don't live in constant like um discomfort fuck but yeah so i looked for com- a comedian stage a lot they didn't have it like and i was doing comedy i was like what i would do to get up on the mic right now oh and, like, my god some jokes. was this the second this no, was no, the second oh, one regardless man mushrooms weed and stuff How yeah it was just it was the chill version it was the chill version anna at the yeah. second fusion uh and this was in uh, fuck i arrived here in 20 i went in 2016 
and then 2017 they had a year off and then I went in 2018 and yeah and then yeah. Do you, uh, would you do any drugs or drink when you get on stage and do your thing? Uh, I used to, I used to. My first, um, in my first two years of comedy, like 2018 and 2019, uh, I would absolutely drink. Um, like, not like I need to be drunk to get on stage, but I would have a beer or two before. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I started comedy not doing that because the, the sort of, the John, uh, what is it? The John Roy um, start, starting stand-up Tumblr thing. He's like, start comedy sober and like maybe you'll pick like maybe you'll test it later but like develop your confidence getting up on stage without relying on any mm. drugs and so when i first started stand up i was always completely sober and then within very shortly i was like smoking weed beforehand or having a drink and then in 2019 i was yeah i was smoking weed through like i would i would smoke a joint um before I left to go to whatever show I was going to. I wouldn't mm. smoke directly before going up on stage, but there were moments when I did. Uh, and then if I was hosting, you know, it would be, yeah, weed in the in the break. There would be alcohol. It would, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't, I was like, I'm not going to not do what I want to do because of comedy. Like I'm not going to, because that would create this like resentment cycle that comedy is stopping me from doing what I want to do or consuming what I want to consume. But then it was actually because of comedy that I stopped everything. So it was like, I am sick of coming off stage and wondering if I fucked up because of that weed, because of that alcohol. And then I I stopped every, like I stopped, uh, I wanted to be sober again on stage. And it was after I'd been sober on, like getting up on stage that I realized, why the fuck am I not giving my personal life the same, the same value as comedy? Why, why, yeah, why am I, and this whole thing, and it connects very much with Buddhism as well. It's like the only way you can um, really be confident is to be aware. And the only way you can really know yourself is to be like uh, clear, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's only through um, self-awareness that you can really like have power. So said the Buddha. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's where that goes. Yeah. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. So I will never do any drugs before getting up. Like I did, um, I did a set on the 1st of May in 2019 um, on mushrooms, like very much on mushrooms. I'd lost my friends. I had a fight with this girl that took me to fusion. This like sad, sad, um, always Mm. seeing the worst in everything um friend and uh this was the last time we hung out actually it was the end of the friendship we were um first of may in all the crowds in Kreuzberg, and uh, she wanted to go back to the stage and i was like at that stage and i was like we've just been at that stage we're exploring something else oh but i don't like it anywhere else and she was just complaining about stuff and i was like you know what fuck this i'm off and i left her with um my my best friend um and uh and just walked into the crowd and turned around like after a minute and they were gone like i couldn't see anybody oh yeah yeah well, it was so oh, efficient dude it's brilliant like, it uh, was it was brilliant and I, then i was in the middle of like near girly and i was like what do i do now i was like i'm gonna go to joke time and so i walked myself high on mushrooms to the comedy cafe and uh and did an open mic spot sweet it was the best first of may ever that's cool yeah, that's a, first of me is a great metaphor for Berlin in general because you can get lost so easily in a city and I love that about it. Yeah. I love I'm, it. I can, I can literally walk one block and I can walk out of here and then just walk at one block and it's a whole bunch of different other people that don't know that I've come from. That I could have been walking for eight hours around the city as far as they're, they're concerned, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh my God, I want lots of people. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. A little bit more patience. It's all good. It's yeah, all good. I like that. I like that. Tiny, a little bit more patience is all we need. Yeah. 
and a few more vaccinations. <laughs> yeah, that as well. <laughs> that oh my god, well. I'm getting vaccinated because my friend's pregnant. So I get. Oh really? Yeah. What you get that? I get the vaccination because she's pregnant, and so because I'm. How the her, fuck does that work? Because I'm her closest contact. They want to protect pregnant women who are therefore high risk, um, for COVID. And when are you uh, getting it? When? Yeah. On the 24th of May. Oh, what is this? So anyway, that's good though, man. I'm, I'm seeing... <laughs> that was a big jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like that. What the fuck? Like, I want to... But who's pregnant? Simone's pregnant. I'm going to fucking go hang out with her. Yeah, right. Exactly. But, get in there. Um, they haven't used the vaccinations yet. Yeah. No? Oh, I don't dude, think so. I'm going to get... Well, I'm calling Simone right now. You call her. Um, shout out Simone. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah okay no but that's good because uh, the people that are getting vaccines great I know yeah. now people that are getting vaccines that means it's coming closer Ex- to exactly closer and closer just Fantastic. another year <laughs> I, can't do Germany. A, I can't do another year of podcast man I can't oh man are you going to keep this up man I think I am I don't know how busy I'm going to be to do like uh, I know you what know? you mean I, I'm, like, I, 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 I'm surprised that I was able I don't know if I can do like all the stand up stuff and then uh, do like podcasty stuff as that's well. what I, I thought I, that's what I was thinking once the once the live shows are back on I'm not going to have time to do a podcast but at least maybe we could do one once a month or something instead of like this weekly thing yeah a weekly thing is a lot it could become once a month but then it loses momentum and I think it does need to stay at, at once a week and i think it's it's an interesting it does i do that yeah that's the problem so i cheat though yeah i've got got two podcasts so i kind of release one one per week a week so it's kind of every two weeks that's not cheap that's that's still releasing something once a week totally and yeah yeah the work's still there but it's not like yeah Yeah, it's just divided across two names yeah um yeah i think i i don't know yet i don't know let's see what happens but it is um I don't know. People are listening, and uh, and I think it's got it, it could have it could have good reach. Like I could get this moving across um, across different parts. Like I haven't really marketed it that hard at all. I've been too busy at this full time job, and so um, mm. I'm now uh, this new nanny job that I have. The family is going away for seven weeks, and I get paid to not work for seven weeks. I I shit. Yeah, so I've got seven weeks coming up uh, from, yeah, like 24th of April until the start of June where I will be able to just full-time comedy focus. Nice. So I'm going to be... Well, it's come up at the perfect time, man, because if there's any comedians listening, I wholeheartedly advise take April and particularly May and get your shit together. Yeah, right. Like get all your notes that you used to have, you lazy bastards, because probably most of you haven't written anything in a year. <laughs> and if that's the case, get all your old notes, get rehearsing, get practicing, yeah. right? And if you have written stuff uh, over the past year, like all, all better to you, mm-hmm. uh, rock on and just, just collect everything and get ready, like get head ready for being on a stage because, yeah. uh, you know, if you were to tell me, hey man, like right now everyone's getting vaccinated tomorrow opens up everything the way it was mm-hmm. back in 2018 uh. the summer of um i'd be like that shit no honestly i don't think i'd be ready i'd be like that oh no i need some more time i'm in like netflix yeah. couch mode i'm like <laughs> too busy dealing with like adobe premiere and like setting up podcasts and writing sketches and film and stuff i'd be like that right. whoa so like i know for me like i need like if I can take me out particularly just to get like you know do a bit of fitness get think you, that you want to go and see <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah totally 
you know, but also the hand gestures and the kind of like bouncing, like aerobic moves you were doing on the couch here, as you said. Get a bit of the fitness. Get in to your groove. Yeah. Get into your groove, and then come June, when hopefully everything starts to open up. That's being optimistic, but yeah. even if it is, then you're going to be ready for when July swings around because you don't really want to be that. I don't think anyway. One wants to be that person sitting at the side of a stage going, oh, I'm so nervous, like I haven't done this for a year. You want to be like running on that stage and being like, I have jokes yeah. to say and I know they're going to be good and I'm going to make them good and yeah. the people are going to laugh and I'm going to love it. I'm going to have a good time. Yeah, there is still going to be this... Fucking this, primal scream over here. <laughs> there's, there's going to be... There's, but there's this dual thing because I remember at the, um, at the end of the first lockdown when we got back on stage, it had only been three months. I'd been doing lots of online shows, but... Um, there's still something different. Like you can be ready, but there's still this, yeah, it's that, that physical thing when you're physically somewhere and you're about to get physically on the stage and then your whole body is going to be, and everything you do and every move, movement is, is visible to all mm. this audience and you can see all the audience in this. There's that. And that's the thing that we miss the most. Right. But there's this, like you, you get, you, it's, it's nervous. It's nerve wracking. That first, it I remember that first show back after the first lockdown. I was shaking it. I was so nervous, but it was so exciting. You and were it there. Felt so good. You were at the first show for me. Was I? Uh, we done it. Well, I don't know if it was yours, but it was mine. And it was um, at that place at Herman Platz, Karstadt. Um, oh, yeah. Fucking the, the uh, Backlash box. or Backlash in the summer or some shit. No? It was the box on the box yeah, in the yeah, car yeah. park. With Perry and yeah, um, yeah, Sean. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, 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 with Perry and Sean. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What was yeah. it called? Oh, God. Rooftop, but it was inside because it was right, raining. Yeah, it was. It was inside, it was raining, it was downstairs. It was like, and yet another <laughs> fucking setup <laughs> where you're not sure if the microphone is on right? or not. Oh, and my God, the no tech was horrible. And there's no fucking nothing and i was like oh, it was like it was like um doing a show in a in a like an ikea um child care yeah it was it was there literally it, was a child as well there, there was a child uh lots of yeah wood, wooden furniture and it was so it was a really awkward setup it was their first show yeah that was so awkward and i went straight in with my serial killer uh, i did like really offensive material yeah there. i loved it though <laughs> it was great i was talking about going to alcoholics anonymous and like and they were all like is this guy for real Do we, does this guy need help i'm like it's a fucking joke chill out i'm here i'm making fun of it it's fine it's fine i'm fine i don't <laughs> Your pity, stop looking at me with your pity eyes. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm oh. like, I'm clearly doing something wrong. I'm like, that. I'm, I'm big enough to take this on the chin. That's fine. Yeah. I haven't delivered it right, but you're also a bunch of tea drinking fucks. <laughs> this is not how we do comedy, man. We need smoke, low ceilings, 30 people right. crammed in together, Darkness. drinking. Yeah, fucking yeah. hell, man. Come on. It was the opposite of a it comedy show. It was the show. absolute opposite of a, at least a comedy venue. Venue, sorry. Yeah, we brought the comedy. We, tried to we tried to yeah, yeah, oh that yeah. fucking microphone oh my, <clears throat> oh my god oh that's so funny that's so funny that was your first gig it's so funny how we we both don't have it in our mind but like there's you, crossovers we, we're we, around we, each other <laughs> it's <laughs> like we don't hang out so much and then we're like hold on apocalyptic first time back doing comedy i've done your adults only show and the yeah. fucking the lockdown ease yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. like i didn't do comedy for a year it's like you did my open mic dude like yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> Don't we? Oh my god! Meeting each so other in Indian restaurants, like no, no, no. There was other time at the coffee shops, like man, right, man, we're uh, we're full, we're full blown. Guess we're friends. Yeah, let's let's, let's be that. Let's be that. 
All right, let's wrap it up here then. That was beautiful. Was. Um, can you plug your stuff, please? Yeah, sure. Um, you can find me on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, just Instagram, at The Wandering Barman, and then you'll, you'll be taken to everything else. You'll be taken. You'll be taken. <laughs> you'll be taken. By a, by a small child. By a small child. Through dark alleyways. Yeah. Uh, until you reach um, some light, which will be hopefully my comedy on a big white YouTube page. On a big white YouTube page. That's the one. Fuck yeah. Uh, so glad to have had you, Chris. Uh, Chris, you don't have anything under your name, do you? It's all just the wandering barman. Yeah, no, Chris Davis. Yeah, Chris Davis Chris as well. Chris Davis and the Wandering Barman. I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> cool. All right. If you're still not following me, please find me on Clubhouse. That's where I'm doing all my shows at the moment, um, as well as Instagram and TikTok. AF Barros, guys. That's been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Thank you and good night.